Uh, welcome all. Uh, yes, I am Taz, and this is a Taz show best of you're about to watch. And as usual, uh, best of is something I'm very familiar with because I do best of every day. Because mm, let's be honest, my stuff is the best on a daily basis. And everyone knows that. I run the game. That's how it's done here. And this particular episode is kind of best of wrestling chatter. Now, let's be frank. It's impossible to fit. There's not enough time. We don't have enough time allotted from CBS to put all my best of wrestling views, opinions, thoughts, content, (coughs) excuse me, in this. But this is just a snippet clip in this particular episode of it, okay? Best of wrestling chatter by me on the Taz Show, okay? Every day is the best of. Every day. Well, we need to do best of tasks because you're going to be on vacation. Now, hold on. Every day is. Every day is a best of. No matter what I'm talking about. No confidence problem. AC still's not working. You can still hear it. Listen, dead air. Right. Okay, enjoy this episode. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. All right. I'm Taz. You're not. Goodbye. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream, it's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking, everybody just wants more with the action. Hip-hop Jones got the music blasting, better watch out, it's all he's asking. Over like Rover, he keeps it real, he's no joker. Original, he's no poser, no competition, he's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer, cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. Business has changed. The wrestling companies years ago were all about house shows. We're going to make money on the gate. We're going to make money on the merch. We're going to make money and we're going to get a cut of the food, of the concession, yada, yada, yada. Okay, house shows is where the money was made. The talent knew they were making money on house shows. You know, that, 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 that's the gimmick, right? That's changed now from the company, a company's perspective, especially I'm talking about WWE actually. It's, it's all about value and what what can, how many more people are going to buy the WWE Network? Okay, so the bulk of our audience has it, but now we got to add more value to it. We got to we got our goal is to make that network. You agree with that? Absolutely. It's all about the network. It's all about programming on the WWE Network. Okay, and we've heard scuttlebutt of changes to the WWE Network, where there's going to be different type of pay scales. Like you know, if you want to, right, it's nine ninety nine a month now. If you get what you get. All right, now, hey, if you want this, that, and this, okay, now it'll be, you know, like tears. It'll be whatever, uh, you know, uh, you know, twelve ninety nine a month. Okay, you want this, this, and this. Okay, now it's fifteen ninety nine a month. You know, and maybe there's three, four tiers. Who the hell knows, right? And I think that adds value. That I mean, I think I'm sorry. I think all they care about is that's an exaggeration. Not all they care about. The main thing they care about is who's buying uh, the WWE Network, and how do we evolve that? And I think that um, uh, to that, you don't have to worry about the guy with the... I'm talking myself out of the championship making house shows. You don't have to worry about the guy making house shows then. 
at the end of the day, if, if your real business model is worried about the WWE Network. My opinion is, I think they're going to make it a, a sep- its own show because they have enough talent, uh, not signed yet, but they will sign. They'll have no problem signing uh, enough talent to it, in my opinion, Tom. And I also think that not only will they sign it and not only have their own um, show for the UK, I think that whenever, just my opinion, whenever WWE does their tier system where they're going to charge more money for certain type of content, I could imagine or assume that maybe the UK show is part of that tier system just a thought you know no one told me that that's just my thinking of how they should do business or maybe they would do business you just body slammed me and broke my glasses why wrestling fans today okay come off like there's a, a disrespect not all of them but a chunk of the hardcore fan towards the wwe and the wwe creative and programming and all that as opposed to the attitude error to your point okay where that wasn't happening a lot it's because during this era the fans have a voice. They have a platform with a voice. Back during the Attitude Era, there was no platform for them at the end of the day besides holding up a sign or chanting something, and they didn't rally together on Facebook pages and on Twitter accounts or Instagram accounts. So uh, social media has given the wrestling audience a voice and a platform, and they kind of all rally together, and, you know, it's... And it's totally different than the way things were during the Attitude Era or even before that. Because there really was no platform for the bulk of those type of dedicated hardcore fans to have a voice. So I think that's the difference. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. I think WWE is making a big mistake with the Cruiserweight athletes because they are booked like everybody else. They're reading, they're, they're reading lines, they're doing stories, they're talking. That No one cares. They, they, they just, they, okay, the, the, uh, la, la, la. Neville, new champion, uh, the, he's the king of the cruiserweights, king of the cruiserweights, king of the cruiserweights, king of the cruiserweights, got it. Coronation of the king coming up next, coronation, coronation. He came out and he cut a promo. He came out with the title. What kind of coronation is it? it and that's just a gimmick, that's something you'd see on WWE for years, the coronation. Because you call him the king of the cruise. He is the king of the cruise rights. Got it. I got the gimmick. He fits it. I'm a fan of Neville. Always been a fan. Love to heal Neville. Big time. But the segment made no sense. You made it. You did a nice, cool graphic. All this stuff. The coronation of a king. Coronation. What happened? He cut a promo. And then Rich Swan came out and cut a promo on him. Like, there was no coronation. Did I miss something? No. You have a different point of view? Or you... No, I'm, I'm with you. I think if Neville came out, if he's going to cut a promo, come out, you know, talk about how much better he is than everybody and do like an open challenge and have somebody come down and have Neville beat some guy. Like, we need action. The cruiserweights are, I mean, everybody's great in the ring, but the cruiserweights especially, their their move set just yeah. is exciting for fans. Let's Special. see that. They're different. They, they're, they're a little smaller. They can move quicker. They're all awesome athletes. And... and, and you, you're saying it's a coronation of a king. There was nothing. There was that was. I, I was expecting a typical WWE deal. All right, they're gonna have the big chair, the, whatever you call the a chair that the king sits in. You know, they have the throne. Fir- throne, yeah. You'll have a. He'll, you know, they'll do some kind of thing that they should do with the Royal Rumble or whatever. I don't know. Some kind of a Jerry Lawler, like king. a Wade Barrett, something. Like- yeah, some kind of the step, the skep, the step, the step, the something like that. No one cares. But the, they didn't do anything like that. They just had him come out and cut a promo. And I'm glad they didn't do the other hokey stuff. Trust me. 
Oh, trust me. I know the WWE. I understand. You know, Taz, come on. You say, you know, I thought you guys were buddies. I got it. But I got to call a spade a spade. I'm honest. People let me tell you about my best friend. It's just the way it is. It's, there's no coronation. You got the guy cutting a promo. Not that no one wants to hear Neville talk, but the guy is an amazing athlete. Rich Swan's an amazing athlete. I'll tell you, I had this epiphany in my brain while I'm watching Rich Swan get in the ring, cut this promo with Neville, and what does Rich Swan say? He goes, and I'm paraphrasing, and guess what? Uh, guess what, Neville? I have a rematch. And the audience was just silence. Now, I know it's, I think it was Laredo, Texas, which, you know, I mean, it, it's, it, they, they kind of weren't a, a, a hot crowd. Okay, Laredo's not known to be a hot crowd, no disrespect, but it's different working in Dallas or Houston, you know, those different type of crowds. But still, there was nothing. You can't blame the audience, and you can't blame Rich Swan. It's the, it's, it's the way guys are booked because you're letting these guys talk too much. And I, 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 that sound, maybe that's mean. I don't care if it sounds mean. It's a fact. You, you got to book them different. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. So there's eight spots open in the Rumble. I think all eight are going to be, not all eight, but at least four are going to be great pops. Right, of course. And if Omega was one of them, I think hands down he would have the biggest pop of the night. Okay, but you, you're not answering my question, sir. This is why you're just as, a producer. This is why you are only, you're not talent, sir. You think you're talent, you're not. Hey! Please answer the question. Yes, he will be there. Boom, lock you, it in. You think I do, he, I do. You think Kenny I do. Oh, my God. I do. Hook City, Mark Jones. Yeah, big time. Right, so, big time. But now you know what happens. Is this has happened before. I know. I know. No, I can't, no, no, I can't no. wait for I Tuesday. I act like this and I act like a douche and I bury a guy, I, you meaning, and then come come you know Tuesday when we do it. No, actually, not Tuesday. Sunday night after the, the, oh, yeah. the Royal Rumble. And I'm like eating crow. And I'm like, uh, uh, the Lumberjack was right. Uh, Omega was there. Uh, I and hope he, that don't happen. I look like he's going to get eliminated by, the, like the caller said yesterday, Sting's going to eliminate the guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stop. No, listen, listen, listen. Uh, here's the thing. I don't think Omega's going to be there, bro. I mean, look, you think he's going to be I hope he's there. I'm, I'm thinking with my heart right now. I'm going to go back to something I said many times on this show in regards to this particular big show, the Raw Rumble, okay? First-hand experience, and this is... Something I, I'll never forget, and you guys won't be shocked that uh, f- true fans of my shows, you've heard me talk about this. Vince McMahon, from his mouth to my ears, when I said, Vince, why, if I'm debuting, why am I not in the Royal Rumble match? You'd have to win. If I put you in it, you got to win. I can't have you win when you're first starting. Ah, got it. And he was right. And I've talked about that before. That applies, in my opinion, to Kenny Omega. If you have Kenny Omega in it, he's got to win. Scott, don't don't he? You don't think he has to win? No, like I look at AJ last year. AJ didn't win, so Vince was wrong. What he said to me, I'm not. Well, yeah, you know what? Vince was wrong. Well, I, <laughs> hold on. AJ AJ debuted at the Royal, in the Royal yeah. match. Oh, that's how he debuted. Yeah, you can you can do it differently. Are you sure now. about that? Positive. Okay, okay. You can do it differently now, where he doesn't have to win. But let's say Omega comes in at five, and he's just mm. the Iron Man, and he lasts, and he you know throws out a bunch of people, eliminates. Like a Goldberg or an under, a, a okay. big name, okay, you're and then you can you're you can set up, you can set up a main event run through that. Like he doesn't have to be in the title picture, but he's right, right. in. The, no, I, I understand. He's in the main that. event. I just think what Vince said to me. Now again, that was in 2000. So I mean, that was that was you know 16 years or 17 years ago. 
God, it seems like a long time ago, <clears throat> and it doesn't really seem that long no, ago. No, it seems like yesterday. Um, really, it's weird, right? Um, but to your point, I do think uh, things have changed because with the wrestling business, because of the amount of TV penetration, internet uh, exposure for companies, especially WWE with their network, therefore you can definitely, uh, there's so many different platforms now, because when I debuted, it was just raw. I mean, as far as WWE, it was just raw, and uh, SmackDown. I think just started that. Just shows the the show. SmackDown was only a couple of a few episodes in. I don't remember how many, but it wasn't around that long. I don't think. Um, and that was it. There was no WWE Network. Right. There was no NXT. There was none of this stuff. So, and and Raw was not three hours either. So also true. The good old days where it was two hours and it wasn't like too much. You know. No, knock. It's just <clears throat> three hours is too long. But anyway, <clears throat> um, I don't know. I just think that uh, I would think I just keep hearing Vince's words to me. But you make a great point about AJ last year, so maybe you can put Omega in that thing. And I'm sure there are other guys maybe that debuted in the Royal Rumble that were pushed but didn't win. There's got to be. I'm sure. Wait, I'm sure. No, we'll I'm starting to think maybe Vince worked me. Maybe he kind of like just worked me because he didn't want to put me in the Rumble. Oh my, hold on a minute. In a whole while, that's what happened. This guy worked me. Oh, I think we just unearthed something. I, I thought I knew Vince. Why would he say that to me? Why would he work me? Oh. Damn it. I feel like such a mock. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. It's unbelievable. I'm sorry. I feel like I just told you Santa Claus. I'm not going to, I'm not spoiling that for any younger fan. I'll just, I feel like we had a Christmas conversation just now. I'm going to think in my brain, like I said a few minutes ago, it has nothing to do with me being worked by Mr. McMahon. He would never work me. You're okay? right. Okay, <laughs> You're like, if that's what you want to believe, pal, no problem. <laughs> um, I think it's more of they didn't have enough programming then, and if Taz is in it, by God, he's got to win. But God, as soon as I said, Vince, why am I not in the run? But he didn't even hesitate because you'd have to win. Like So quick he came back with that. How many times do you think he said that to people? No, come on. Now, maybe that's his company answer right around <laughs> December, January. He knows the Rumble's up next. Guys are coming. Ah, you know, Vince, uh, where, where do I stand? Well, you, if you're in the Rumble, you got to win. <laughs> All right, yeah, that makes sense. I'll tell you. He probably saw me walking down the hall. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez, here comes Taz. He's going to ask me why the hell he wasn't in the Rumble. Turns his, what do I say? Uh, just just tell him he's got to win. He's got to win, that's why. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. You could see that. Uh, okay, the, the, the one thing, the other thing that I think they did with Shinsuke that was really good was the presentation of him. They've been building up he's going to start the show. <clears throat> They've been building up that he's, you know, he's going to be on the show this week or whatever, all that stuff. <clears throat> they had uh, Renee get in the ring and introduce him. <clears throat> the presentation <clears throat> for Shinsuke makes him, that's the push, right? That makes him feel like a big star That for those that don't know him, for those that don't follow his, didn't follow his career in Japan <clears throat> or his career with New Japan. I'm sorry, with uh, NXT. So that presentation to me, is simple but smart because that's the push. So they were, they were already going to have a mouthpiece in Renee handle the interview, and then they have an impromptu interruption by Dolph Ziggler. So you can see in, well, let me backtrack. What I see from that is some of the things that i kind of been saying that I think Vince might have some concerns about him, Shinsuke, communicating the English language to draw money. But I do think Shinsuke's a cool dude. Like his character's cool, his persona's cool. 
Um, his facial expressions are cool. He's quirky and weird. I think it's funny. Oh, you just body slammed me and broke my glasses. We talked about it a little bit in the past here on the Taz show, and I saw some scuttlebutt the other day on the internets about it. Uh, about the potential or possibility of WWE, and they have this history kind of this, of bringing in part-time guys. You've heard this, you've heard Brock Lesnar be referenced as this, or The Undertaker, or whoever, sometimes The Rock and all these guys, you know. And I've talked about how that does, it does piss off the locker room at times, because you, you are working a full-time schedule, you're on the road, you're grinding, you're making as much money as you can, and then these guys will come in for a big payday or something like that, one-shot deal, and it's like, you know, you've been you know grinding at it for months and months and months, ba 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 ba, and all of a sudden, you know, they bring the guys in. It does tick off the locker room, but I got to tell you, the thing that I noticed on, online on some stuff I was just happy to read is that some people are saying that, well, it's because... It's a lack of main event talent. WWE don't have the main eventers. WWE, and I got to be honest with you, okay? I got to be honest with you. And there's nothing to do with WWE being my best friends, which I don't even know if they are anymore. They were. I don't know if they still are. I got to be honest with you. People let me tell you about my best friends. I, I don't think they are my best friends anymore. Um, so I don't. It's a long story. But anyway, I got to defend the WWE on this because... If if you're thinking it's because a lack of main event talent, I gotta tell you, I, I I think I think that's a little crazy. I do, because the WWE is trying to put on the best possible show, big show, little show, whatever that they are doing. So when they, some shows are bigger than other shows, so they want to make the show as grandiose as they can. Therefore, they'll bring back a nostalgic name or bring back a name that you know uh, is a huge household name. Um, it has nothing to do with their lack of, of confidence in their current roster. It really so if any if you're hearing or seeing anyone talk like that, I gotta tell you, I I, I pff, my opinion, they're dead wrong. <laughs> dead wrong. That's just insane. The WWE, it's not a lack of confidence in their current roster or the lack of main eventers. Dude, they're, they're pumping out five, six, whatever, seven hours a week of live programming on TV and the WWE network. Well, five hours with SmackDown and Raw. That's five hours on broadcast TV. And then on, on, on WWE Network, the NXT, which a lot of times is tape. I, I shouldn't say live, but you know what I mean? Like, so that, that, my point is, and, and besides all these pay-per-views, they know how and they know who their main eventers are and they know how to make main eventers. That, trust me. It's not, th these quote-unquote part-time guys. Now, the non-in-ring competitor in me is saying it's good for business. But it has nothing to do with the lack of confidence in their roster. And that's a slap in the face, not only, that's a slap in the face to their current wrestlers. And that's wrong. It's wrong to do. It really is. So what? When, when uh, I don't know, I'm just, I'm just going to throw it out there. I, mean, I might be wrong on my timeline, so humor me on this. Um, John Cena, some would say he's a part-timer. Dennis, yes, no, you agree? Would you he say? He is now a part-timer, okay. yes. He's referenced this on promos and all this stuff. And, and and I gotta say, so when he was a, a full-time guy and in the main event, and they bring back <clears throat> Hulk Hogan for something, or whatever, um, The Rock's kind of contemporary, so maybe The Rock's a good example, could be Hogan or like another massive name for like a, a one-shot deal. So people then were saying, was it that the WWE didn't have confidence in John Cena then? But they have confidence, I'm, I'm just saying, like, he, he was, the guy always was over. I mean, well, not always, but once he started to get the push, he got over. I'm using John as an example. I, I just don't think it's fair 
towards the wrestlers or the WWE to say that it's a lack of confidence in their current roster that they don't have main events. I think that's the biggest load of malarkey that, that you're going to hear. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. They should have thought ahead of time here with this, okay? And they, okay, should not have just had that main event at WrestleMania, that match with Brock and Goldberg. Finn should have been in that match. I think that ship has sailed, folks. My whole theory of Finn with the Universal Championship, it's definitely for the for the current close to near future, it's not happening. They got this guy mixed up all over the place. I think Finn is a guy who needs to always be impactful because he's that good in the ring, he's that good on the mic, he has this other character, the demon too, that we haven't seen in quite some time, which when that comes out, that'll be great. I think they're doing a good job waiting on that, okay? But I do think that just having Finn sprinkled around and having his presence around here and there, just throwing him in here and there is not good. I just don't think they should do that. Make this guy not in six-man tags, you know, traditional tags, promo segments with The Miz, bobbing jokes with The Miz. That's, that's not going to make Finn Balor. That's not going to do nothing. So what's going to happen at the pre-show for, for, for payback? Okay. So what you're going to do, you're going to do a Miz TV, and you're going to have Finn come out, and he's going to be made fun of, meaning Finn, by... Miz, and then it's going to end up with Miz taking a big-ass bump by Finn, Finn's music playing, Maurice going to tall husband, make sure he's okay, and people popping for Finn, and that's what you're going to get. What is that doing for either of those guys? Nothing. Absolutely. That's, just, that's what's going to happen. Well put. It does nothing for no one because it's safe booking. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. From a creative standpoint for WWE, uh, does this cause a big problem for them? Like, is this is a bad impact for them creatively. Um, I don't think so. I truly don't think so. I actually just did an interview yesterday with CBS Sports. Um, they they're, they have a uh, kind of like a section where they cover wrestling on. They cover WWE, I should say. <clears throat> so at times they, they talk to me about different things, get my opinion, you know, uh, on some stuff. What kind of impact would this have on a WWE with Brown? Like I said, I don't think much. He is a... Um, He's he's an attraction, like I say Brock is. He's an attraction, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> that like like Goldberg kind of was, you know, where it's a couple of spots in and out. Now, we've seen Braun have some, you know, decent matches for a giant man. But remember, all that time, he was squashing guys. He was just doing squash matches while he was on the come up, you know, and I think that really helped him a lot. And, and you know, uh, you look, with Braun, you, you know, he, he, sure, they, they got this big thing going with him and Roman Reigns. But remember, they did a quick left turn on us, okay, where it's supposed to be Brock, as the Universal Champ, going after Roman. And then they did this side angle where, okay, now Braun is going to destroy Roman. So now we're not going to see Brock till July. So now Roman is going to be over here with, with Strowman. But now Strowman's out, so now we go back this way. But now, didn't we just hear, well, this is now a problem, a little problem. Because we did hear in a promo, Braun say, I want Brock Lesnar. Did we not hear that, Dennis? We did. So now that's not going to happen. So, uh, well, not now anyway. Well, not now is not now anyway because Brock's not back till July. So, you know, maybe they do this. Maybe they come back with Braun going full throttle after Brock in July. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. When he first came in, Matt Hardy, with his brother Jeff, if they would have been doing the broken gimmick full throttle with a push of the broken gimmick, then I would say... Now, 
again, they're getting pushed because they got the championships. I know that. But I'm talking about the character being pushed. The character's not being pushed. So you can't put him up Bray right now because there's a disconnect for the casual fans. They, they, they don't... <clears throat> the casual fans like going to be a little bit like, well, well, the Hardys, okay, the Wyatt, they don't see the connection. Those that know of the broken gimmick from TNA and what they did there with the Hardys and what the Hardys did there, I should say, they want to see those gimmicks intertwined, meaning Bray Wyatt and stuff like that. That would work. That would work. Once you start pushing the gimmick, though, the gimmick has not been pushed. As I said last week a couple times, you got Jeff just being the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy, not being Brother Nero, being broken or nothing like that. And you got Matt, he's acting broken. He look, looks broken. A little bit of talking you hear him in the ring. You know, he's doing the voice, but it's not, they're, they're shooting around him with the camera work. I'm being blunt. I mean, you know, these are these are comments you will never hear on the WWE Network. So, yes, <laughs> this is, you won't hear this on Dancing on the Table. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. You know, I got to tell you, my first instinct when when I heard this match was booked and all was yes, I do think it's Undertaker's last match. I do, I really do. His body's beat up. Um, I think that Taker understands the company. Uh, you know, meaning Vince and, and and everybody wants. They've been doing everything in their efforts to get over Roman Reigns, and they like Roman Reigns. And I think that that Undertaker is a true company man. He's a loyal guy, and he's been working under Vince and with Vince for many, many years. Uh, both made a lot of money together, meaning Undertaker and Vince. So um, I think that Taker understands the importance of that and uh, that we are trying to make this young man named Roman Reigns. So I think that Taker can do his part and would do his part and do the honors on the way out. Roman Reigns, WWE, booking of him, okay? I've been out here saying for a long time, go easy on Roman Reigns. It's not his fault, the way he's been booked. It's not. The guy can work in the ring. He's a big, rugged, tough guy. He's got a great look. His promo work needs some work. Okay, that I, I, I'm, I'm buying, I agree with. But the booking has not been great of him. Well, last night, good God. I got to be blunt. This was the possibly the worst booking they've ever done with this guy. This was just god-awful. You are doing your best to force-feed this guy down people's throat as a babyface. And you did it last night, and you did it in the wrong town to boot, okay? Because they turned on the poor bastard. Braun Strowman basically annihilated the guy, damn near almost murdered him in character. And people were like doing the na 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 goodbye, whatever the hell that song is. They were chanting, they loved it. They were having a blast. You have an opportunity with Roman Reigns to turn this guy heel. Let me get this straight. You have Michael Cole do a live sit-down interview with him, which I thought felt cool. And right out of the box, I said, Oh my God, this is before Braun shows up. Oh my God, they are going straight babyface. Because instead of saying to Cole what Cole says, how do you feel about now that you possibly, or whatever he said, he put a qualifier on a Cole, retired The Undertaker. And Roman Reigns was like, he was almost respectful about it. Like, and, and it's like, why? Why wouldn't this guy gloat? Well, you know what, Michael Cole? Who's The Undertaker? 
Isn't it the old fossil that I destroyed? Isn't the old relic that I beat his ass that he rode off into the sunset damn near on a stretcher? I don't ever want to hear you or anybody else call, say the name Undertaker, or I'm going to start knocking people's teeth down their throat. I can't sit here and tell you right now, okay, Joel, I can't tell you or even give you a good professional view on where they're going with Roman Reigns right now. It's very confusing. I, I don't know if they're just going to have him come back with, with a big-ass makeover and change him over to a killer heel because he got destroyed and beat up and embarrassed uh, by Braun. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it, you know, it, it was extreme what they did, very extreme. They just completely killed him after he sent the Undertaker off at Undertaker. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah. at, uh, at uh, WrestleMania. It just it made no sense. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, WWE, and think that, they're repackaging Roman Reigns completely makeover Jones. That's what I'm thinking they might be doing because you almost have to. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. You can't treat the Hardys just like a regular team. This is what I was afraid of. They're going to have them come in and just put the same team extreme. Cole's calling that. The music's playing. Da -da 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 -da. And it's a cool song. In 2001. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, it's like stop these guys i mean you got matt doing the lead he's got the broken hair and, and jeff's doing the other thing I, they i'm so confused and then they got him in an eight man or whatever they were doing like the people want them to be the broken character you can do this wwe you could have done it the longer you wait the worse it's gonna get don't do what you did to them that you did to the club really biz cliz what happened Sucks. I feel for those guys. There's no reason for this to happen. You don't have to call them broken. You don't have to do any of that stuff. They could just act the part. Go on thesaurus.com and get another word for broken. Please do this. For what, what's a, for broken? And just use that word. You know, when somebody or something or a character is over and then you... You don't push it like it was over because you want to either make it your own or you want to make it what it was. And that's kind of, that's being thick-headed. And that's what, that's what happened with the club. That's what's happened with the Hardys because they're, they're just revisiting what it was. And I told you they were going to do this, and then hopefully they were going to rapidly turn them into broken. And I understand the lawsuit and all that, but look, we just read you a list of adjectives they could use instead of the word broken. Don't even use a word. Just have them both act broken. Don't put them in an eight-man tag. Don't put them around anyone else. Fine, they're the champions. Make them special. Let me see them at the Hardy compound. Let me see Vanguard 1. Maybe that's it. Maybe who knows? Maybe that's in the lawsuit. So you can't use a drone and call it Vanguard 2? I mean, really? Or call it something else? Matt Hardy's not creative enough? Matt Hardy's ultra-creative. If I was Matt, and I was a WWE, I wouldn't have Matt even say any of those words. I would wait till you could do this full throttle once whatever goes on legally with Anthony Nan or whatever. I would, and then once you can do the gimmick, I would do some kind of like an epiphany. Epiphany, something happens where the Hardys, um, I don't know what it is, a bump or something, or I don't have the idea yet, but something happens where they just turn into these characters. And then you, they, they act the way they did when they were broken. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. I understand you're defending your company. I defend you, you're, you're defending yourself. I understand that. I do respect that. 
I understand you want what you feel is the truth out there. I got that too. You can't put out private dialogue with people. There's confidentiality. There's respect. You just can't go that low, in my opinion. You just can't. You just can't. This is talent. You're dealing with talent. You are an, a, a, a president. You're up a high, highest end of executive there is there. You got to do the job sometimes, bro. You got to do the job. You know how many jobs Vince McMahon has done to talent publicly? Do you realize how many jobs? You people understand that. The, the amount of him not going public with things. Not just him. Eric Bischoff in WCW. How many jobs he's done by not, by, by okay, let the talent say what they got to say, no problem. Paul Heyman, same thing. And now with social media, you can't include Paul as much and Eric as much, but Vince you can because of the way this is. Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter would not do this. And unfortunately, that lady's been the brunt of many jokes for people. You, But she would not have done this. I really would be shocked if she would have done this. This could hurt potentially. Now, some might think I'm crazy on this. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to get, I look, I've gone this far talking about impact. And not, not about impact. I'm just talking about Ed Nornholm. I'm not, I'm not saying anything about anybody else who works for impact because this was just him, Ed Nornholm, doing this. And like, as I said, I don't agree with what he did. And this is the problem uh, that potentially could happen. Um, Listen, the industry, the wrestling industry, is built on trust. Now, you would think, oh, God, that's a crazy statement. There's so much backstabbing. Yes, there is. There's so much, over the years, so much carny bullshit with promoters. Absolutely. I've been a victim of it over the years, and many of us have. Uh, how's it built on trust? Well, no, it's built on trust in the sense of if you book me like years ago when I was coming up, if you book me on a card uh, for an independent show, and like a lot of these guys have, they don't have contracts. So you say, all right, I'm, I'm going to pay you whatever, you know, $10 to come wrestle. No problem. And you're going to go over. Okay, great. And I get there and you give me $5 and tell me I have to do the job. Well, you broke trust. And that rarely happens, well, back in my day, because you'd get a bad name and get blacklisted as a promoter. But sometimes it would happen, and those guys did get blacklisted, where wrestlers did not want to work for those guys. Okay? Impact Wrestling, unfortunately, because of a lot of things that have happened over the recent past, this past several years with financial issues, and people leaving because they weren't getting paid, and people getting pissed off, and talent saying they weren't treated right, and yada, 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 it's had a very black, uh, a bad black eye amongst wrestling fans and wrestlers amongst the industry in the business. Do you think that's a fair statement, Dennis? Absolutely. Okay. So, you now have a new ownership. Anthem out of Canada. They own the company. It's a whole new thing. Maybe it's a fresh start. Jeff Jarrett's in there doing his thing. Cool. I, I have no problem with Jeff. I think it's great. Now you do something like this. In my opinion, as a wrestler, you now run the risk of breaking trust with potential talent that could come work for you. I don't know why you'd want to go wrestle for Impact Wrestling. I know they did some cool stuff yesterday with Josh Matthews, and I know Steiner, Scott Steiner showed up, which is cool. Um, I like Scott Steiner a lot, so that's, uh, anything Scott does I, I think is cool. So I did not see that. Uh, where are they going? What's the direction? I don't know. I think they got to find out where, where Impact Wrestling's going. they got to find out who they are. I think, as I talked about the other day, 
a lot of the attention um, is on their owner, what, what's going on with Matt Hardy and stuff like that. I think that needs to go away. That needs to stop. That does not make money for the company. You know, I was talking to a good friend of mine who's been successful in the business, and we talked about that offline without naming his name. And, um, you know, we were talking about this, and, and it's like, how is this making money for Impact Wrestling? Having this 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 public fight, uh, you know, over over the Hardys, uh, broken brilliance gimmick. It's not making impact money. They need to focus on making money, building awareness, building their audience. I know they're going to India. I know they're going to India. I think today. I think that the crew leaves today. So I hope they have a good, safe trip and and have fun and and they're careful and everything goes well for them in India. I'm sure they'll do well there. Um, I, you know, I haven't really paid attention to the creative much, so I cannot say negative or positive about it. Um, you know, I just, uh, I cover a lot of wrestling here, mostly WWE stuff, because I kind of gravitate to the WWE stuff more uh, right now. That's that's the reason. It's been like that, I shouldn't say right now, for a while. Uh, I do think most of the audience gravitates to the WWE. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. People say he's not over, He's and I've talked a while ago about what's over, what's not over. Over is a reaction. Over is people reacting. There's nobody on Raw, I would think, that that gets the same reaction, no matter if it's negative or positive or what the company wants. No one gets the reaction that Roman Reigns gets. He's a star. No matter if you like him or not, he's a star. Look, Kanye West. I hate Kanye West. Can't stand the guy. And I think most people don't like Kanye West. I'm probably wrong, and that's probably not nice to say. But sometimes I can be not nice, okay? Kanye West is a star. He's a polarizing guy. I don't like him, but he's a star. Do you like Kanye West? Uh, I enjoyed his early music. I don't enjoy him Do you like his persona? Not at all. I need to hear from Antony, okay, the video producer of the show. Uh, Maybe Antony can jump in and he has something. Damn it! Maybe he has something to say. (laughs) Say and 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 uh, sorry, boss. <laughs> and do you have something to say? Do you like Kanye West or not? I'm actually a big fan of his music. His persona, eh. really? You're a big fan of? I mean, I love hip hop, and he's a legend in hip hop. But that doesn't mean he has to be. But that, but bro, I'm, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. I'm not saying Kanye West, his ability as a musician or, or, or an artist. I'm not saying that. I'm saying his persona. Oh yeah, you know, I get it. You don't like him? Uh, I, I I don't like his persona now, the last like four years, but definitely it doesn't change my opinion on his music. But. They call me the Shockmaster. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with him. All right. Right. He's not giving me the right answers. I need right answers. No, I don't think you're going to find many people that like Kanye. Everybody I like his music. Not many people like him. It's in the lobby. Not him personally. His photo. There's a giant picture of him in, in the elevator shaft. Not the chef, but in the elevator, con- condo. Condom- Conduit? Yes, that. I got to look at this frigging guy. So my point is, okay, I just came up with this. Roman Reigns is like the Kanye West of the WWE. Actually, that's probably a He's a star, but, you know, but people don't like him. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Jinder Mahal went to either another level last night. It was great. His promo segment with Randy was great. The uh, the amount of heat this guy's able to get on the mic uh, is perfect. Uh, the, his look, his size. Um, I don't, I understand why he's wearing a suit because he's not wrestling, but with the physique he has, he probably should show his physique off as much as possible. 
but I guess he didn't because with the, where they went with him stealing the title belt itself, which are leading a lot of people, and I was thinking the same thing of, well, this is why they're doing Bray versus Randy on Sunday, non-title, because the title is now, the actual belt is in possession of gender. You know what I mean? So so uh, it's... Um, I like I like it. I like the stealing of the belt thing. I mean, this has been done in wrestling before. I mean, it, it's not done a ton. I like it. It sounds corny, maybe to some. I actually like it. They they showed him. Uh, I, I, I'm coming back from SmackDown during the commercial break. He was in a limousine through the moonroof, holding the title belt up that he stole the actual belt. You know, I like it. I, I do. And and I, I guess this will lead to Bray winning the match on Sunday. Because not only non-title, but Randy doesn't have his belt with him, I guess, and doesn't he's still a champion on SmackDown? I guess that's what they're going to do. I'm not sure, but I like the whole gender thing. I do. I like it. I like everything they're doing with him. I I think he's the perfect opponent for Randy Orton. I think physically they'll have an excellent match. I think it's different. I definitely think it's different, and I think it's good. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. I want to say one thing about the late, great Eddie Guerrero, who was a friend of mine, a guy who I've wrestled and tagged with many times. I've been fortunate enough uh, to share a ring with Eddie. And I could tell you, you are correct. Uh, his psychology was tremendous, um, one of the best ever. Um, and how does that happen? Well, that comes with two things. Uh, one, that Eddie worked at it. That's obviously a big thing that a lot of people work on it. The other thing was that, his experience, his experience have been as being raised in the business, from his dad to all his his brothers, and you know, so the whole family, just a wrestling family, all that experience and wrestling all over the world before he even got to WWE, all of that experience made uh, the late great Eddie Guerrero what Eddie Guerrero was as a ring general, um, oh. and, and that's the truth. So you're saying there's a process of trial and error? What you're saying, like yeah. he tried on so many people that he eventually grew to learn. Yeah, dude, you can't come out. Listen, them. listen, gee, you yeah. can't come out of wrestling school, no matter how athletic you are, no matter how good you are on a mic, and have that kind of psychology. It's not going to happen. That doesn't happen like overnight. That comes like anything else with greatness. Forget wrestling. Anything in life, in sports, in acting, music, it comes with repetition and experience and making mistakes and failing. Mm. That's how you get better, and that's the truth. And I think that's a big part of what happened with Eddie. It was through all those years, and thank you for calling, G, all those years of working, uh, being around his family, working worldwide, uh, working in every top company in the world, and, and then he goes to WWE and soars like an eagle. Um, it's all that experience. Now, the second part of your question, who has that now <sighs> to, to garner and generate that amount of heat? Well, I mean, it's not as many guys, and I don't think you could blame them because it's, it's, it's a lot of it's the booking. I'm not just talking about WWE. Uh, but I do think there are some guys who have heat. Most of you probably know there is a new champion. Randy Orton lost yesterday to Jinder Mahal. Okay, and it's crazy. Just on my own Twitter account, stuff I've looked at from last night, the reaction by a bulk of fans. Some think it's great. Some hate it, and I think that's cool. I think that's good. I think that's what should be for wrestling fans, no matter if you're a hardcore WWE fan or you hate WWE or you're a casual fan or maybe you like Impact Wrestling or maybe you like Ring of Honor or maybe you just like 
you know, uh, UK wrestling or Japanese wrestling, whatever it is, as long as there is options and as long as you get an emotion triggered, that's a good thing. That's why I've talked about for a long time about a guy like Roman Reigns. He's over because he triggers emotion. He triggers emotion. That's the key. John Cena triggers emotion. Triggers emotion. Guess what, guys? Jinder Mahal. He triggers a lot of emotion for a lot of different reasons. I'm tired of it, dude. Tired of people saying like they know like like they know. Like they know like they understand. Like they take shots at this guy, Jinder Mahal. He don't deserve it. The angle's been 30 days. This guy's been in the business for like 15 freaking years. This is not a rook. Stop. Stop the madness with this shit. This guy paid dues, man. He got released and they brought him back. This is not a guy who went to Tough Enough or a guy or a girl who just looked great in the gym and then they put he or her in a performance center and they got over in front of Triple H and some agent and then they push him. This is a guy who paid dues, folks. He paid mother effing dues. Respect that. No shortcuts for him. I don't know him. I met him, I think, once. I don't know this guy. But I'll defend a wrestler, male or female, that has earned his stripes or her stripes. And this guy did. I'll defend the shit out of that any day. I don't care if WWE thinks I'm dead or alive. I don't give a rat's ass. I'm telling you, keeping it real up here. This mother effer paid his dues. The shitty gimmicks he was stuck with, the 3MB deal. Um, then he was doing the thing as a Reese with Rusev. And then, the, 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 and then he was team with Rusev. Then he was against Rusev. All this stuff. Before that, when he first came in. I mean, you know, the guy's been all over. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Back to Randy Orton. Randy Orton doesn't need it. A new star's created. Keep this title on gender for a long time. Because any baby face you want to make, good God, if I'm a baby face, they're lining up to face this mother effer. Oh, God. So easy to work with a heel like gender. Oh, jeez, it's muddy. Oh, my God. Oh, the boys have got to be buying gender dinner, okay? Bro, tell the officer you want you want to work with me. I'm telling you. Oh God, it's just easy. Jinder Mahal created buzz. You, me, everyone now really wants to watch SmackDown on Tuesday. It's a fact. You want to. We had a call a call from Chicago who was saying. When he left the arena, people were getting in fistfights because Jinder won the match. Yes. Bingo! Bingo! Tip my cap to you, Vince McMahon, and to the WWE. Bingo! 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 That's what you want. Legitimate heat. Keep the title on Gender. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. Here's the beauty of the New Day. I'm sorry, the New Day. Of the Usos, okay? It's not just that they feel young. They look the part. They scream urban. They scream 
tough dudes. Obviously, their 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 nationality, their legacy, their everything, the Samoan dynasty, the whole deal. See, that adds to everything to it. And their look is great. The way they talk, their cadence and bouncing off each other is phenomenal. One of the key things they do that people aren't realizing is such a simple thing to keep their heat. And what is that? Distance. They're cutting these promos on the ramp, and they bounce back and forth on the ramp. They never get to the ring. That keeps their heat. It's very uh, subconscious. You're seeing this. You're, you're, you know, if you really delve into the stories and you're one of those guys or girls that likes the good guys, <coughs> excuse me, and hates the bad guys, <coughs> excuse me, um, they're keeping their heat by keeping their distance. It's very simple but very smart. People aren't paying attention to that, and they shouldn't. You're paying attention to the delivery of the promo, the verbiage in the promo, what the Usos are doing. But their heat is there because of the distance. Things you wouldn't hear on other shows. Here's the beauty of the New Day. I'm sorry, the New Day. Of the Usos, okay? It's not just that they feel young. They look the part. They scream urban. They scream tough dudes. Obviously, their, their, their nationality, their legacy, their everything. The Samoan dynasty, the whole deal. See, that adds to everything to it. And their look is great. The way they talk, their cadence and bouncing off each other is phenomenal. One of the key things they do that people aren't realizing is such a simple thing to keep their heat. And what is that? Distance. They're cutting these promos on the ramp and they bounce back and forth on the ramp. They never get to the ring. That keeps their heat. It's very uh, subconscious. You're seeing this. You're, you're, you know, if you really delve into the stories and you're one of those guys or girls that likes the good guys. <coughs> excuse me, and hates the bad guys, <coughs> excuse me, um, they're keeping their heat by keeping their distance. It's very simple, but very smart. People aren't paying attention to that, and they shouldn't. You're paying attention to the delivery of the promo, the verbiage in the promo, what the Usos are doing, but their heat is there because of the distance. Things you wouldn't hear on other shows. You just body slammed me and broke my glasses. A lot of that, uh, Isaac, with the camera shaking and running, I think was inspired by uh, ECW. You know, what we did many years ago it was Paul Heyman's deal. Paul Heyman did a lot of that stuff with the cameras because uh, if you remember the TV show Cops, you know, Paul right. thought it was, and this is where Paul's so smart with production, Paul thought it was so cool and so like a, like a voyeur. Where the camera guy's running and stuff, right? Against like uh, the, following the cops while the cops are chasing the bad guy, you know, on foot, right, right. on foot. You know what I'm saying? So the camera's shaking, so you feel like you're running, chasing the cop and the bad guy, right? So, right, so right. Paul kind of incorporated that into wrestling, into ECW. So that's why we did some of that stuff with the camera. Now, I do think at times WWE, uh, their goal is to do good TV programming and keep us entertained and make you feel like you're there, whatever. Sometimes I do think they get a little crazy with the camera shaking and the zooming in, and it gets a little wild, in my opinion. Now, Lucha Underground, man, that is a totally different story. They got it down. Oh, what they're doing, they don't have wrestling production people shooting it. These are these are motion picture production people right, right. Mini shooting movies. Right, right, right. And that's the goal. They're shooting this thing completely different. And that's what keeps them you know, in their own world, which is really cool. So I think wrestling fans and all Lucha Underground, uh, Lucha Underground fans dig it so much because you never hear people complain about Lucha Underground what 
backstage segments that are too long and stuff right, like that because right. it's because you know what there's nothing wrong Isaac with something being a promo or backstage being too long as long as it's and good. you just body slammed me and broke my glasses and ECW now it didn't last as long as WWE obviously it wasn't ran like a family business it was ran like a friend business like a like a fraternity and Paul was the middle of that thing and it was every day there was no nine to five it was every day full focus uh, Paul Heyman's vet he had a Corvette back then it was just like his life and it wasn't a beautiful Corvette it was an old like an 85 white Corvette beat up and it was his office like he lived in his car like the paperwork in the back of this little vet and if you know anything about a Corvette there's not a lot of room in these Corvettes okay it's basically two seats and a big-ass engine and the back of this Corvette was just loaded with eight by tens of wrestlers and contracts and TV deals and sponsorships and oh my god it was his office it was nuts it was nuts and this guy Paul was so eccentric and crazy but successful and smart and driven and passionate and yeah it was hysterical and he did it all in the vet man it was crazy <laughs> and it, 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 the guy lived it man he lived he lived ECW um there was a lot of passion put into everything leading up to Battle Legal and then after Battle Legal. Now it got even harder. Of course, you know, people were just happy we were able to get that show off and it worked and most of, I guess, everything on it was, was excellent for the most part. I just think people were happy we did it. That monkey was off our back. And now, let's go, onward and upward. But, you know, it was hard. It was hard. Now you got to keep promoting you got to keep spending money to promote those upcoming shows and market and brand and you don't have a huge team of people that help you do that it, it's a little engine that could i mean we, i knew it and many of us knew it back then that it really was the right time for this thing to click and it was and i knew once i was in ecw for about i don't know two three years probably three years then I started realizing I am really part of something that's special. What did that pay-per-view do? What did Bail Illegal do for the business? Well, people say, well, it was a historic moment. And it is. That's not an overstatement. It was a historic moment. Because we kind of, a couple things happened after that pay-per-view, after Bail Illegal. You know, we had more after that. So folks back then were like, these guys are going to flop. This pay-per-view is going to suck. These guys, they're lucky if they even get on the air. They're bop, 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 all this negative shit. And we proved them all wrong. And I'm not talking about fans here. I'm talking about people from wrestling business, people from WWF, who was kind of helping us. Well, Vince was. Other people didn't realize that then, and nor did we. <laughs> but people in WCW were thinking that we sucked. And, you know, so uh, we, we proved a lot of people wrong, and I'm proud to say that. I really am. <clears throat> and we had a lot of pay-per-views after that. So I think that was a big part of us changing history um, as far as uh, – you know, the stance of hardcore wrestling, we proved, you know, right there that hardcore was, uh, and I said this, I, I said this many years ago, many years ago in an interview, hardcore wrestling, hardcore was not, in my mind, about the ECW roster, was not about chairs and barbed wire and blood and baseball bats and pipes and kendo sticks. Hardcore was a mindset for an ECW wrestler. You know, that that's that's... It wasn't about the gore, in my mind, hardcore, ECW, barely legal, all that leading up to it was a mindset. 
It was a mindset for everybody because I was one of the guys who wasn't swinging chairs like crazy and wasn't using weapons and wasn't bleeding. I wasn't doing a lot of stuff the other guys were doing. Those guys were really killing their bodies, unfortunately. And I considered myself a hardcore wrestler. There's a misconception, and WWF didn't help that misconception because they did the hardcore championship. And, and then when I went to WWE, they had to put me in that thing because, oh, you came from ECW because they had no clue what they were doing. Okay, hardcore was a mindset. The show, the show. Step right up and greet the show. Screaming and screaming every day. What the hell does the lumberjack write? Because you know that Tez is running the game. Calling your names, the guy is insane. Because we're over like Rover. The Tez show is just the best. Because it's not just some stinky podcast. Oh, is that not the money? Oh, man. That is just the money.